Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome all to Mint Money Conversation, Episode Four. The today topic of discussion is: Will the rally in gold prices continue? So, without any further delay, I would like to introduce the today's panelists. So, to, in alphabetical order. Uh, today we have with us Mr. Chirag Mehta. He is the senior fund manager, alternative investments at Quantum AMC. Hello, Chirag. Hi, Reedu. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Next we have Mr. Feroz Aziz. He is the deputy CEO, Anand Rathi Private Wealth Management. Welcome, Feroz. Next we have Mr. Gaurav Rastogi. He is the CEO and founder, Kuvera uh, dot in. Welcome, Gaurav. Hi, Reedu. Hello. And last but not the least, Mr. Soma Sundaram PR. He is the managing director, World Gold Council India. Welcome, uh, Mr. Soma Sundaram PR. Thank you, Reno. And joining me the discussion uh, is my colleague uh, Neil Borat. He is the uh, senior content producer at Mint. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Reno. Okay. So before I start the discussion, I would like to put some data before the audience. So gold has delivered a return of over twenty-five percent over the past uh, one year, and has been the best performing asset class. This has led to a rush of investors investing in the uh, gold. Uh, if we look at the numbers, gold ETFs has seen a record flow of around six thousand crore in twenty twenty. Uh, uh, sovereign gold bonds, one of the most recommended uh, instruments, have uh, received a subscription of around uh, you know sale of uh, around ten thousand crores. So, and if if we also look at the global numbers, gold ETFs and you know similar products have garnered around you know one thousand ton, that is worth around uh, fifty six billion uh, US dollars. So we have seen that you know uh, a large number of investors have put in money in gold in the past one year, and uh, when the prices have been going up, so they obviously would are thinking that you know the rally will continue. So I would like to start the conversation with the question which will be on the head of in the head of every retail investor. That will the rally in gold prices uh, continue? So, in no particular order of preference, may I start the uh, you know discussion with uh, Mr. Soma Sundaram, uh, you, and uh, can you answer it for our audience? Whether uh, what is your outlook uh, for gold prices, and do you think the rally will continue? Also, give us some background about you know why uh, we have seen such a rally in gold prices. Yeah, thank you, Reno. Uh, obviously. Uh, we have seen the price uh, increase uh, in the last uh, uh, one year especially since last july 2019 we saw the prices started rising so if you really compare like like right now it's about 31% as compared with the price last october so clearly it has been the best performing as a class and uh, therefore the question is very natural will it uh, uh, be a marathon or a sprint the reason i use this is uh, we have brought out a note specifically with this headline as soon as gold crossed uh, uh, last uh, the previous high which was 1921 dollars uh, on 28 july when it touched 1940 so we brought out a note and i will just quote uh, two figures from that uh, to uh, you know and then leave it for the audience to uh, uh, draw their conclusions gold price more than doubled from 900 dollars an ounce 
in early 2008, when we, in 2008, we saw the financial crisis. And three years down the line, we saw it peaked to the $1,900 levels. Okay, so it took three years to actually double. Although we saw the crisis in 2008, it took three years to actually reach the peak. As compared with that, we have just seen about 30% increase since the pandemic has come in. Obviously, pandemic with lots of money being pumped in has, uh, you know, the similar uh, issues as we saw during the crisis. And the second important data point, which will be much more interesting is, you take the 1981-1980 price, just apply the dollar inflation to it, and what should be the price to, of gold today? I think it is actually $2,800 an ounce, whereas we are right now nowhere close to that. And even taking a 2011 level, uh, it is still lower than the inflation applied to 2011 price, which was one of the peak. Okay, so you apply the inflation to those uh, uh, prices, you will see it is still lower than that. So these two data points do tell us there is still some scope. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> we don't obviously forecast prices. But there is a lot uh, to go for gold in the next few years, certainly. Okay, thanks. Uh, Chirag, would you like to take up the question next? Uh, the factors that drive gold are clearly very positive for gold's prospects. Uh, given the pandemic has been uh, much severe than any of the crises that we have seen in the last 100 years, uh, it's kind of uh, the natural response has been to cut rates. And I think uh, rates will likely stay lower for much longer. Uh, if you see post the 2008 crisis, rates were at the zero bound for six years in the U.S. Uh, uh, central banks will continue to pump in uh, uh, money and support the system, but they cannot stimulate the economy. It will have to be done by fiscal stimulus from the governments. And when they do, uh, it's going to be inflationary this time as opposed to last time, because uh, last time it was not reaching at or trickling down to the real economy. It was in the financial system. But this time, if the government have to do fiscal stimulus and it trickles down, it's going to be inflationary. So rates uh, are going to be re remaining lower. So on a real interest rates, which is the biggest driver for gold, uh, uh, it, it is kind of uh, moving further lower or into the negative territory. That tells us that uh, there'll be a shift from people being in the safe fixed income instruments towards instruments like gold that tend to preserve purchasing power. So uh, we will see a good amount of shift happening over a gradual two, three, five year period. And uh, that is going to be a big driver for gold. So overall, the factors that we're seeing are uh, pretty bullish for gold in terms of the uh, support from lower or real interest rates and the stimulus coming from the monetary side as well as fiscal side. So overall, the prospects look much better. Chirag, uh, can you explain it for our viewers how, uh, you know, a rise in money supply or stimulus provided by uh, the various governments will escalate the gold prices? Yes. Uh, so if you see gold is a monetary asset at the end of the day, if you see central banks, balance sheets also have gold. Uh, it was part of money. Uh, if you go down few, uh, before 1970, it was linked as a form of currency. So gold has all that properties that money should have. And uh, therefore, uh, whenever the increase, they increase the money uh, supply of money by printing a lot of them, uh, they kind of uh, are devaluing the uh, power of that currency. And again, so if all central banks are doing that, there is one form of currency against which all uh, will devalue, and that is gold. 
So gold vis-a-vis -vis, uh, all those uh, central banks that are printing more money will tend to rise in value in those currencies. Okay, thank you. So Firoz, uh, coming next to you, I would like to ask you this question, how you have you know, advised uh, your uh, investor, you know, taken them through this journey of rising gold prices? What is your outlook and what are you advising to your investors right now for investing in gold? The H&I and the Ultra-H&I community uh, what happens is whenever prices of a specific commodity go up very sharply, investor interest shoots up. Uh, so we uh, want to bring reality to our investor in terms of what kind of three-year returns on a rolling basis can you expect out of gold. So, so if it's an investor, then the strategy is different. If it's a trader, the strategy has to be different. Uh, so for an investor, if you look at the last 20 years, the three-year rolling return if you bought gold on any particular day, or on every day, in fact, and sold it three years hence, uh, the per annum return in rupee terms is 12% per annum. In dollar term is close to 10% or 9.5% to be more precise. So that's the mean return uh, for a three-year holding period a person can expect. Uh, so if their expectations are derived out of the last one year's performance, then we discourage them and show them the reality, point one. Point two, uh, gold is, as an asset class, is a very good hedge for currency depreciation. Uh, like uh, our co-panelist also mentioned, from 2011, uh, the dollar return uh, on gold has been abysmal, uh, but the rupee return has been 84% uh, till July 20. If I, if, uh, that's a couple of months old data, uh, but 84% uh, from, from September 2011 uh, is, is a reasonable portion of that comes out of uh, rupee depreciation as well. Uh, so anybody who's had global objectives uh, could be travel abroad, could be uh, getting his child educated abroad, wants to accumulate dollars, then gold becomes a very good asset uh, because it helps you uh, retain the dollar value of your wealth. That's point two. Uh, point three, uh, from a prospective basis, where do we see gold uh, as a firm? Uh, it's to go to the genesis of where does the demand come from? It comes from central banks or it comes from consumption. Uh, if you look at central banks, seven out of 10 central banks have not added uh, to their reserves over the last five years. Consumption demand, China, India uh, have deteriorated in terms of consumption uh, over the last five years, December 15 to, uh, to 19, uh, early uh, FY20. And, uh, so what am I trying to get to is the consumption demand given the sovereign gold bonds, at least in India. Uh, is, is being replaced by non-physical, uh, uh, but a more paper gold kind of a uh, strategy from an Indian investor standpoint. Ornamental values exist. So I'm not very bullish as a firm on the consumption demand. Maybe the central banks, uh, of course, a few countries would would uh, top up their reserves. So consumption demand would, would see a decline. Uh, but uh, hence, I'm, uh, as a firm, not very bullish. Uh, the expectations are 10 12% on a rupee basis for that. Thanks. Uh, Gaurav, uh, coming to you. So, your uh, platform offers a variety of, you know, gold investment products. What what has been the you know, uh, demand for such products? How has been, uh, uh, have you seen it, uh, you know, increase over the recent months and how has been the past one year experience? Um, so, so we offer, uh, we, we have, I mean, on our platform, an investor can buy a gold ETF, a gold mutual fund, or a digital gold as well, right? So 
Um, what we have seen is that the demand for gold has gone up. Um, part of it is because when an asset class does well, that itself becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you think about, if we look back and we see when the real demand in gold came, then it came at around May, June, July period when um, the asset had already done uh, quite well from say September of last year to uh, to about uh, April or May of this year, right? Uh, so the, the 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 gold price increase in itself creates a demand for gold. Um, I think um, someone had uh, said there was an article on this which, which said that you know maybe gold is a Weblin good and you know people demand more of it as it becomes pricier. But that's true for all asset classes. I mean we see that there is some level of price chasing that happens. It's happening right now. Um, our our view um, and it's in line with you know uh, what what Firoz also mentioned is that. People have to look at the long-term performance of gold. You can't be carried away with what happened in the past three months, past six months, or past nine months. Um, that's very short-term thinking, and in, in the short term, actually, reversion to mean is more likely to happen. But the larger picture on why we think you know gold is good, whether you buy it as a mutual fund or as digital gold, um, is that it's it's negatively correlated. It, the correlation, not negatively correlated, the correlation with equity portfolios is actually very very low. I mean, we calculated over the last. Uh, I think 20, 25 years, the monthly correlation of Indian equities in gold is like 0.3%. I mean, in, in, in real life, I don't think you will ever get, you know, correlations as low as that. So effectively, what it means is that when your equity portfolio is not doing well, that is when gold does well. So so adding to what Firoz said that, you know, over a 20-year period, the annual returns is 12%, which itself is a, is a pretty good number. For Nifty, that number probably would be 14 15%. But what also is very important is that gold will outperform exactly when your equity portfolio is not performing. And, and, and that kind of gives a balance to your portfolio. But but yeah, we, have, we are seeing increased demand. I think um, the festive season is another big time when people do buy gold. Uh, we've already seen a jump in demand in the first month of October. We expect to see that continue till middle of next month, till Diwali or Dhanteras. Uh, but yeah, that's our take on, you know, what's driving the demand and goal at least in uh, in the last four or five months. Thanks. Uh, Deal, would you like to take up the next question? So the next question is about, um, I think, something that Feroz briefly alluded to, uh, which is what can drive the price of gold lower? Um, obviously, the big um, scarecrow in the room is interest rates. Um, and probably that's linked to the US election outcome and so on. So, you know, some very big events lined up that can affect the price of gold uh, quite soon. So, so uh, would you like to take this question first? Could affect uh, the prices. Uh, in fact, we have, uh, we have even developed a tool for it. It's not uh, in the short run, of course, you can't even estimate what it is. You know, it could be just sentiment. It could be just uh, uh, some thoughts about what happens in the election. Everything people react. But when you say a medium term, a long term, Various factors and particularly economic growth is a very, very important thing. Interest rates um, um, and risks. How do people perceive risk? That's very, very important. And then as, uh, you know, uh, some of the panelists mentioned, uh, you know, the opportunity cost. What's going to be, uh, I mean, which I said is, is also a very, very important thing. The interest rates is one uh, factor. And last but not the least is the momentum. You know, all these things do affect the, uh, you know, prices. So, uh, when you look at what is going to, uh, you know, affect the gold price downward, uh, it could be anything. I mean, the, you have to be prepared for a volatility in the short run. 
and we have ourselves seen from 55,000 prices dropped to 51,000. Now it's around 50,000 and people will consider that as a very good price. Now, as uh, we know, consumers have stayed away from these high prices. Investors have flocked in. And uh, when investors find that the price is slightly, you know, probably on the lower side, you will see consumers come in. That's the beauty of gold. So I, in the, at least in the next few years, I can't see a, a very structural factor that could bring down gold. Unless, you know, all the economies suddenly find that this new monetary policies and, you know, currency printing, etc. is the best solution and, you know, the productivity of every uh, country goes up uh, multiple times and uses up all the currency that has been printed. Uh, certainly, you will see uh, the impact on gold. But otherwise, you are going to see more money chasing the same amount of gold because gold can't be increased in the short run. That's the that's why it is real money over years. So I don't see a structural. I can't see anything which is structurally uh, out there which is going to impact gold price downward. Having said that, I'm once again saying there will be volatility. People have to be prepared for volatility. Chirag, what's your opinion of this? Uh, in 2013, we had the famous taper tantrum, and that threw gold and a lot of other assets uh, on a downward path. So. Can we, is that the biggest risk in the room? Yeah, see, uh, what really drives gold is long-term trends in monetary asset tend to drive the value of gold being a monetary asset itself, right? So uh, if there are, like uh, so many related to, uh, if there are changes in interest rates uh, in terms of interest rates moving higher, or if there is uh, uh, the fiscal stimulus that is being talked about doesn't come, so all those become the risk in terms of uh, where gold is headed. So uh, in all probabilities, most of these uh, 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 negativities around these uh, factors are not looking likely. So from a probability perspective, it looks like that gold is headed higher uh, overall. And uh, from a risk reward perspective, it looks like there are lower risk. Uh, last time what happened is 2003 that you spoke about, people were anticipating a lot of inflation to come because of the policies of QE1 quantitative easing, like money printing as we know it, QE1, QE2, QE3. But that didn't result in inflation because that money stayed in the financial system, did not trickle down to real economy. This time is different. This time, uh, its uh, rates are already at zero bound. Uh, they are uh, monet monetary policy can support financial markets. But overall, if the economy has to lift up from the lows that we have seen, uh, it has to be the fiscal stimulus policies that will drive that. And when that happens, say, so take for example, even this year. Uh, despite so many job losses, income levels or to aggregate income in the U.S. is higher than that of last year. How is that possible when you're losing so many jobs, right? It's because of the handouts that the government is making to the citizens there in the U.S., right? So if that continues, uh, there will uh, money will trickle down to the real economy, uh, to the people in the hands of people, and therefore that's going to be inflationary. So uh, the crisis that we saw last time was very different than what we are seeing today. And therefore, uh, that uh, makes the odds of gold doing better because the policies that will shape up uh, are very different than last time. So I think uh, the uh, probability, if you were to put that, uh, the odds of gold falling, uh, though it, it is not impossible, but the odds are in favor of gold. Feroz, for your part, you're quite bearish on gold. Could you flesh out the argument? Could you flesh out the argument against it? Um, is it just that physical demand has petered out and uh, we don't know when it will come back uh, and the central bank uh, buying that you referred to? See, I'm not bearish on gold. Uh, one is to be bearish. 
uh one is to be realistic uh people extrapolating now now uh, of course when when uh, gold had touched those 56000 57000 levels you started hearing numbers 70000 and 75000 in indian rupee this tendency is what makes a lot of people lose money that's what i i completely uh try and negate in my conversations the, that's one two is what happens is china is your largest consumer uh, of gold india next then you have russia turkey and germany uh, united states uh, not russia sorry so these are the five economies which consume all of them have had a downward trend uh, of consumption uh, so what am i trying to get to is that's one reason uh, why i see there would be pressure on prices when they go up doesn't mean that it can come down uh contrary to that argument of being bearish i think dollar uh, gold has not appreciated at all of course there's a case of dollar uh, gold being per ounce being at 800 900 uh, 11 years back and where it is today but uh, we also have seen 20 years of uh, pockets where no return was made in dollar uh, it was also 800 uh, 700 800 in 1979 so from there on uh gold has not given stupendous return in dollar terms so point one i'm making is uh its fall might not be imminent uh, but its rise in price will be always on a check uh, because the demand and supply uh demand is not going to supersede supply so much uh that uh, prices can just uh, skyrocket one way upwards so that's point one uh point two is uh it because it has a very good feature of getting you that rupee depreciation back in the form of 3 to 4% which is what is the historical rupee depreciation uh, 3 and a half to 4% and then if you combine it with the sovereign gold bonds 2 and a half percent interest then you're looking at a 6% which is an fd return without uh, gold dollar gold moving up at all uh, so there is a case but with a realistic view and i've i've seen people come to me and saying or 30 taka bhag jayega let's invest uh so if you're going to be having that mindset you might be caught on the wrong foot because traders put a stop loss unfortunately the community which we deal with as wealth managers don't put stop losses uh they 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 a trader would buy it at 56 be out by 55 but an investor would be looking for reasons why it is down rather than just cutting his losses and changing his position so that's uh, that's the point so not net net prices will be kept on check and you will not see Uh, a one way movement upwards that's our opinion which of course is anybody's guess from where it can go karab do you agree with that upside is capped but downside doesn't seem that imminent go if you look at gold's movement right um, that's not just like past 20 years if you look at you know go back um it, it's it's more similar to a real asset so it's more similar to what happens in real estate it moves over 4 5 years and it gives you the return that it should have given you in 10 to 15 years and drawdowns in gold are not as severe as they as it happens in an equity market right so um to a large extent i think what what firoz has alluded to um it's it's basically saying that you know what it's not going to be an asset that's going to give you 20% year over year or, or even if you, you should not even expect that from gold and that's true i think i think that expectation itself is wrong i think where gold really really shines um is that uh, it's not going to track much i mean if you, if you look at how gold moves right like till 2013 it goes up then it comes down a little bit stays there for 7 8 years and then just makes another massive move up um and 
it, it's especially in, in rupees terms. I'm, I'm not talking in dollar terms. In rupees terms, for an Indian investor, where uh, that dollar INR is definitely a big part of the uh, returns that an Indian investor should expect from gold. Um, and we don't see that uh, changing much. And I, I personally don't see that changing much unless, um, you know, like the other panelists have said, the central banks can actually enforce inflation. If you look at the past 20 years, the other thing that's very clear in data is that rates and gold movements are very correlated. So um, uh, a taper tantrum aside, if, if actually inflation comes in, if actually money reaches the end consumer and they started buying a lot more, and if technology-driven deflation starts petering out, right? I mean, because that's the other wild card that no one can guess, right? I mean, this technology-driven deflation, people have been calling an end for it for a very long time, but it just keeps on continuing, right? Everything that you bought two years ago, um, it, the, the prices don't go up. The prices actually go down, and and, and the feature set keeps on increasing. Uh, and and I don't know if that's going to change in the next five years or ten years. It's a very hard thing to call when 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 a technology-driven deflation is going to peter out. So, um, if that's not going to happen, um, you don't have much downside. Um, your, your upside is more as a hedge. What if next year the stock market does crack? Which are the assets that you think will do well? And and that's where that's where the value of gold comes through, right? I mean, a, a, a simplistic, a very very simplistic way of looking at it is, um, you have an option in your portfolio for which you don't have to pay. You can't say that for many assets, and 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 gold is one of them, and it's done it multiple times. And the the, the fun part is that every time it gets questioned, right? I mean, every every I mean any kind of you know geopolitical issues, any kind of market-driven issues, the sector gets overblown, and then you know there is a there is a market crash happens. Everyone is surprised. Oh, gold did well. I mean, yeah, it was supposed to do well. It's done that done that for 50, 60 years. It's it's not like you know this is the first time markets crashed and gold did, did well. And and I think that's something that that we find quite amusing. And I, I think if if you if you read your history, um, uh, uh, we don't think that anything's changed substantially. That in the next crisis and whatever that whatever causes that crisis doesn't matter. Um, gold will prove its value again. Yeah, yeah. And let me just, uh, before handing over to Renu, play devil's advocate on the rupee depreciation theory. So a lot of you have made that argument. But um, the RBI has enormous reserves of dollars, uh, especially over the past year. I think they've crossed something like 550 billion. So, I mean, are we going to see the same kind of rupee depreciation in the next couple of years? Uh, anybody can take that question. As a... As, uh, I'm happy to unless you know. I think we we look at we we look at uh, we look at when we look at RBI's reserves, we always look at it as an absolute number, and it's going up. And you know, I'm, I'm as happy as anyone else on the panel that it's going up. But you should always look at it as relative to the GDP, because that's what matters, right? And and I don't think that paints that rosy a picture. So um, RBI's reserves has been going up since 1991, right? Uh, pretty much in a straight line, except for two or three small falls a rupee is still depreciated so i mean uh, do we realistically think um, anything is going to change there no and there is also some uh, some reason that you know for indian labor to be competitive there are some uh, there is a there, there is a uh, economic reason also why a certain amount of rupee depreciation should actually be uh, you know uh, is should actually be promoted by the by the central bank and by the government right both fiscal and monetary policy so um, will it be at the same level? Now, that's a very different question. I would think that 
the uh, INR, um, the USD INR uh, depreciation is linked to inflation. It used to depreciate at a you know six to seven percent rate if you look at 15 years ago. Now it's come down to three to four percent. So, so to your point, yes. But then you know, once your rates are at the zero bound or actually negative, everything compresses. The returns you expect from your equity market also compresses, right? So, um, I, I would we would kind of like contextualize it along those lines. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.